Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is My Day Friday. This is My Day Friday. We are back in the home base here in Seattle. Last week we were in New Jersey. Oh yeah, we're at your house. That seems like it was three years ago. I know. We've done a lot since last Friday and this Friday. Uh, If you missed it. Oh my God. We have a lot going on on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Carla Marie and Anthony. We got to hang out with our friends Dead Men of Whiskey. Yes. On their uh, recap of their podcast (laughs) that they do on Twitch. Cool. That was on Wednesday. Then Mm -hmm. Thursday evening we got to hang out with Sean and Kira and Nick. On the free-for-all show. On Twitch. And that was such a good time. So definitely check those out if you miss them. Obviously, you can always check out everything that we do. Twitch.tv slash Carla Marie Anthony. Um, The link for our show. If you've never watched it before, that's like the only way that we have our freedom from corporate America. So please, (laughs) even if you just throw it a follow and check out a couple videos, that would be fantastic. Uh, That link is in the description, so you don't have to worry about me saying it 16,000 times. No. Yeah, uh, it's all there. Everything that we just mentioned. And Carla Marie, you started your Friday morning with a run. I did. I ran this morning and... Damn. It's freezing right now. Like, why does your nose just gush? Ooh, you know what? I have the answer for that. And I have something special about today. Okay, well, let's hit this little button here. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us here tonight. At the Elvis Duran Hotel and Casino, this is the main event. In the red corner, weighing in at 175 pounds, with 47 wins and 26 knockouts, he is the people's champion from the Dirty Jers, worst assistant Anthony. His opponent in the blue corner, she needs no introduction. Weighing in at 110 pounds, 57 wins, 38 knockouts. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the pay-per-view queen, the champion, the crusher, Carla Marie. For the thousands in attendance and the millions listening around the world, it's time to get down and dirty. It's time for my day. Friday! Y'all ready for this? That's Space Jam. And Bring It On. I think so, yeah. Have you ever seen Bring It On? I don't think I have. I've seen parts of it, like I know the Spirit Fingers part. Oh, we're adding this to the list of movies. The list of movies that I have to see is now like 8,000 movies long. Yeah. I'm not going to have a free night for the rest of my life, which we kind of took a break because of the travel and the other things that Hard we were doing. to watch doing. movies when traveling. Huh? It's like you don't want to just sit down and watch a movie when you're... Yeah, I was visiting my family. Yeah. I was doing things, and we had work to do and things like that. Um, but on the Twitch show, what we've done is Carla Marie has compiled a list with a lot of the listeners and viewers mm-hmm. of movies, classic movies that I have not seen, and then I review them. But we took a little break last week. We'll be back to it on Monday morning. Oh, you know what you should do for our website? What? It's a little review of each movie. Okay, I could do that. You're going to type it up? Yeah, I'll just t- I'll send you an email, and you can like copy and paste and do whatever you do. You send do. me an email of what, like just a little blurb okay, yeah. of what you think of each movie, Okay. and I will post it. I will edit them and make you sound smart. Okay, that sounds good. I like that. Well, no, no, don't edit them. I'll sound as stupid as I'm going to sound. I'm okay with that. Okay, deal. If I write it, I'm okay with sounding stupid. Okay. I need blurbs by 3 p.m. today. 
Oh, for all of the... No, no, I'm not going... I'm not doing this retroactively. No, you're going to I'm just do doing this moving forward. No, no. Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm not doing a lot of, like, backlogged work. I don't do that anymore. You have to. We're not going to half-ass your movie reviews. There's going to be enough. We'll be fine. <gasps> See? This is what I deal with. Here, Here's my reviews. Uh, first one, Jaws. No, I don't awesome want to hear movie. it. I've heard it. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear his review, go watch it on Twitch. Um... But you started your day with a run, and your question was what, Carla Marie? Why am I just my... As soon as I start running in the cold, I turn into a f- nose faucet. That's because what your body is doing, um, mainly because you're supposed to breathe through your nose, your nose acts as like an air conditioner, not like just cooling it, like conditions the air to what... It's like a filter? Is Yeah, like an air filter mm-hmm. to optimize it to enter your body. An so air purifier? When... When it's really hot outside, it actually cools through your nose. When it's really cold outside, it actually warms up through your nose. But where's the snot and come the from? And the snot is actually kind of lubricating your nose and keeping that air warm as it passes through your nasal passage. I still don't understand. What? So why doesn't it happen when it's hot out? Because you don't need it. You don't need that much, like, conditioning for the air to go through your nose. If it's cold, your body has to do more. So, I just, I, I'm not smart. I just read an article about this a little while can ago. Can you say it again? What? What you just said, because I didn't understand it. So, the mucus in your nose mm-hmm. um, helps lubricate and warm the air as it passes through your nasal passage okay. into your body. So, my body creates more mucus to make that air more warm. Yes, warmer. Yeah. Are you good? Did you learn that in your uh, bio class? No, I literally read an article, and maybe I, I regurgitated it wrong, um, but I read it like two weeks ago. Hmm. It just came up in my little news feed, clicked it, which I'm trying to like get out of my news feed. You're so bad with that. like Not because I'm trying to read less and be on my phone less. I just want to make sure that I'm getting news that's not necessarily catered to me. Can we do a phone disconnect at some point this weekend, see what we you get sure done? can. No, no, no. I want you to see because I've done it and I get so much done with I've my I've done life. it too. No, you haven't. Yeah, I have. You have not, never, never deleted social media for a weekend or not picked up your phone to go through apps. I absolutely have. When? I just have. It's life-changing. I highly suggest it. Even if it means you won't listen to us or watch us for a weekend. Maybe do it on a week where we're not working, you know, a week that we take vacation. I think that's going to come up in June and another one in July, possibly, so. So, anyway, today is technically our seven-year episode. No, it's not. April 11th. It's April 9th. It's April 9th. I know that, but Sunday would be April 11th, so this would be the weekend. Oh, okay, got you. Now I get it. Yeah, this is kind of crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Seven years. And where we started to where we are now (laughs) is similar uh, because we still don't have a morning show. That's what we started (laughs) the show to do. Um, But we the journey that we've gone on because of this podcast and due to the people, especially the people who joined in the beginning and gave us a shot, um, and Elvis who obviously Mm -hmm. promoted it and gave us the, the platform to do it. And being the first Man. ever podcast. We weren't the first ever podcast. For the Elvis Duran Morning Show. For Yes. Well, for that we were. Ronnie had independent minded. TJ also, before he left, had his own podcast that he would do on Apple Podcasts. So, we were the first duo to kind of do it. We were the first to, like, make a splash, and then everyone else came <laughs> behind us. And, you know, as they do, what always happens, Carla and Anthony discover things, and then Jimmy Fallon does it. 
Does Jimmy Fallon have a podcast? He's on Twitch now. (laughs) But thank you. Um, I said this actually on Tuesday during our Twitch show, and we try not to just repeat things that are on Twitch on this podcast, but the reason I want to say it is because it also pertains to this seven-year anniversary. Mm -hmm. With every listen, click, like, share, bookmark, download, whatever interaction, whatever digital interaction we have had over the years, especially since July 24th, which is when we got let go, you have given us the opportunity to have some freedom. Mm-hmm. And it's the most powerful thing that we have right now. And we talked about it yesterday while we were on with Sean and the crew for the free-for-all show before we went on. Um, being able to have this freedom and a little bit of a financial cushion and power to power and momentum moving mm-hmm. forward has helped us not look for the first job, but look the for best. the best job for each of or, us together and independently. Or keep doing this. Yeah. So thank you very much. It does mean a lot. So when you share this podcast, um, other people see it. And we will repost that. And people who follow us and might be interested in working with us down the road see it. And when you shop a lot of the brands that we work with and talk about on our show, on our mm-hmm. Twitch show, you are directly supporting us through shopping those brands. Like if it's my link for Beach Waver, our link for Seattle Gummy Company, whatever it is, you you directly support us. Yeah. Like that is goes into our business fund. Um, so thank you. Yeah. is the, the moral of the story is thank you. Seven years will hopefully have some things Coming down the pipe? In is that what people say? Do, yeah. do things come down the pipe? I'm trying to think of what they... I don't know. I haven't been on a uh, <laughs> shitty conference call in a while. What do people say? We're going to run it up the flagpole. Oh, yeah. Does it, why does we're it come cir- down the flagpole? We're going to circle back. Why isn't it like, I'm going to send it down the flagpole? Well, because you raise a flag, right? Is that, Or maybe it's from uh, Mario. When you finish the first level of Super Mario Brothers, you jump and the flag goes up. Yeah, what? Did they say running up the flagpole? Huh? Is that what they They say? run it up the flagpole. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Is that what they say, though? Yeah. I mean, look it up. But what does that mean? Well, Carla Marie's going to Google that right now. That is one of the best parts of being unemployed is we don't have to worry about those stupid-ass conference calls yeah. where your executives are just trying to prove that they should have a job, so they put you on a conference call so you can listen to them talk about nothing. So this and says contribute nothing. Zero things. Run something up the flagpole. Test the popularity of a new idea or proposal. To test out an idea in order to gauge interest or gain feedback. Run your idea up the flagpole before you pitch it to the boss so that you don't make a fool of yourself. Oh, I always thought run it, running something yeah. up the flagpole was like, it's let me go pack. talk to my higher ups and see what they say. So this is the opposite. Okay, wait, this is great. Let's run it up the flagpole and see if anyone salutes it. Oh, is a catchphrase which became popular in the United States during the late 1950s and early 1960s. And those people are still making decisions. It means... (laughs) (laughs) The people that made that stupid-ass saying. It means to, quote, to present an idea tentatively and see whether it receives a favorable reaction. Is now considered a cliche. That is the complete opposite of what Because if someone... And I'm... I have the improper definition of it because the people who used that on me when I would have an idea and say, okay, we'll, we'll rub it, run it up the flagpole and see what people say. They've used it incorrectly. Anytime I had a new idea, when someone tried to run it up the flagpole, they always were going to like management to have management say no. Yeah. So then they could say no to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so I just found an article from Medium that says, or is it Medium or Mission.org? How am I on two websites? I don't know. Maybe Mission.org is part of Medium. Yeah, so these 13 ridiculous business phrases are actually brilliant. Okay, what do we got? Run up the flagpole is obviously on here. Um, We can't boil the ocean. I mean, we're trying real hard as a society, but why? (laughs) what is this saying? It says, try this as a last resort when someone will just not stop talking. But what does it mean? Like, why Make am I sure you that? use it out of context and several times. Refuse to answer any questions about why you're saying it. I think <laughs> this is a joke. Or what it means. Repeat, we can't boil the ocean until they're stunned into complete silence. Okay, I like that then. Well, I guess, like, try boiling the ocean. Like, you, you can't do it. It's impossible. It's impossible. Again, Again we're trying. As a society. Yeah. <laughs> drink the Kool-Aid. Oh, drinking the Kool-Aid. I worked with a lot of people who drank the Kool-Aid. We also drank the Kool-Aid there, bud. No, not in that regard. But yes. We did as well. Uh, because you're actually having Kool-Aid. Your boss's bratty kid made it. Okay, so it's like. This is a joke you just found. Are you wasting our time with this article? Well, uh, we're just going to go through the phrases, okay. I guess. Running up the flagpole. We need to capture the low-hanging fruit. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Heard oh, that man. a lot. Okay. It is what it is. I I hate that. Because it is the I, most okay with it. complacent way it is a way to say no because your lazy ass doesn't want to challenge something doesn't want to try something doesn't want to put in an effort yeah in the business world it is what it is when like something happens to you in life and like it is we can't can't boil the ocean let's go (laughs) move it along here fuck you (laughs) it's a paradigm shift okay what does that even mean we'll read it no because this is a joke article now i have to put it into the google to find out what it actually is this is really going to be the podcast i had something like Poignant that I a paradigm shift, a concept identified by the American physicist and philosopher Thomas Kuhn, is a fundamental change in the basic concept, experimental practice of scientific discipline. So if there's a paradigm shift, you're, sh- you're shifting everything. It's like a foundational change. Another business phrase? At the end of the day. Yeah. I say that a lot. I do. Yeah, I say that too. Um, par for the course. That just means this Standard. is expected. Yeah. yeah. Uh, think outside the box. Ugh. Another one. Oh, my God. I hate that saying. This is where the rubber meets the road. Yeah, I've heard that. Like tires? Yeah. What does it mean? That's a great question. I've heard it a lot. That's like the point of impact, right? Yeah, the point at which a theory or idea is put to practical test. So if we have an idea for- Are we running it up the flagpole and hitting the road? No, you run it up the flagpole first to see if it has like enough juice. But then the moment where you go live with something, that's when the rubber meets the road. That's the point of motion. Okay. It was a perfect storm. That's whatever. That's stupid. We've got it covered from soup to nuts. I don't get that. I mean, I understand what the meaning of it is. Like, we've got everything covered. But but why soup and nuts? Yeah, I feel like it should be from, like, salad to pizza. But maybe the fact that you're putting everything in there is... is (laughs) Soup to nuts is an American English idiom that conveys the meaning of from beginning to end, derived from the description of a full course dinner. Okay, so... Oh, so it, you start with soup and you end with nuts? Normally, like, at, at my family gatherings, when, actually for me, it's right before the dessert comes out, like, nuts and fruit come out. Hmm. So I wonder, so wouldn't it be from soup to the pie? Well, maybe nuts are, like, the last thing. Like, you know, I, I see it as From nuts, nuts to mint. No, soup no, to mint. you start with soup, right? That's, like, your first course. Mm-hmm. And I think after, even after dessert, you just have, like, nuts and things on the table so people can kind of pick at it. After the course, after all the courses have been put out. Okay. You know, like little snacks. That makes sense. And then the last one says, keep calm, end. 
carry on? Well, it says like uh, you companies do keep calm and carry on, keep calm and drink Pepsi. Like, oh god, yeah. So basically, taking the keep calm and carry on yeah. and just making and it your it. bullshit ass slogan yeah. instead. Keep calm and listen to podcasts. No, no, get get amped. Uh, can I can I have what? my my moment for a second? Oh, get amped and listen to podcasts. So. Before we started this podcast, and I promise this isn't going to go into like a negative, sad oh, thing. Oh, Jesus. Um, I saw the news that DMX passed away. And if this is the first you're hearing of it, um, or maybe you aren't following the story for the last week and a half or so, DMX was admitted to the hospital, I want to say a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, suspected drug overdose. Basically showed up brain dead. He's been on Ugh. ventilation and life support since then. Uh, they did a scan of his brain to see if any brain function had returned, which it had not. And I believe at that point, the family said, this is it. No family should ever have to make that decision. But the reason I bring that up, um, and DMX is someone who definitely had a troubled past. Um, He has been a flashpoint for a lot of uh, criticism, rightfully so, Mm -hmm. on some of the things in his music that's been anti-LGBTQ, and, and a lot of other oh, things. Oh, yeah, not a fan of that. But the reason that I'm bringing it up is DMX was the first artist that I was fully passionate about. Really? F- like, so far in. I would, this is, you got to remember a time when, like, it, the internet was still pretty young. I was in fifth or sixth grade when DMX really became relevant. Um and I would log mm-hmm. on to we my family yeah. computer in our hallway and, like, read all the news about DMX. I'd go through all the lyrics, which I probably shouldn't have been reading <laughs> at that age. I, don't, I didn't even really grasp the concept of a lot right. of his lyrics and, like, some of the terrible shit he was saying. Mm-hmm. But I would go to my cousin Chris's house in Little Fair, New Jersey, all the time. And every time I went there, he had this huge, like, CD rack. I mean, it probably had 400 CDs. And I would always grab... DMX, it's dark and hell is hot, and I would put that on, and I'd play his PlayStation or whatever he had in his room, his Sega Genesis at the time. Um, so this is the first yeah. artist that really, like, it hurts. It's crazy. To see the way he went and to see him passing so so young. He was only 50 years old. And if you're like, oh, that's old, it's not. It's not. 50, you still have a Prince lot of William life Prince William also live. died, and he's 99. Yeah. He literally lived double the life of DMX. Yeah. Um, that's and crazy. The thing that I... This is going to sound weird. The thing that I regret is DMX did a show here in 2019. It was like April, mid-April. Uh, the show sold out. I was I could have probably grabbed tickets on like the the aftermarket. But it was one of those days where I ended up staying in the studio until like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, and I missed the show. And I've never seen mm. DMX perform live. So the reason I bring all of that up is as things are opening back up, I just saw Rage Against the Machine, another group that I've never seen perform live, uh, another artist, because DMX wasn't a group, but go see the shows. Mm-hmm. Go get your vaccination. Follow all the guidelines. Do all of that crap. Go see go the, show. the shows. So that you don't end up like me today, feeling loss and regret at the same time. Because feeling loss is normal, and that mm-hmm. sucks. But loss coupled with regret on things you should have done or could have done if you just made but the time. But work in the way, yeah. God, that sucks. And I, I, I just went back and I Googled uh, the show. 
It was at El Corazon here in. Oh in wow! Seattle. Tickets were like thirty bucks. It's a tiny place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I missed him twice at BB King's in New York City, but I, I was working at that point too. Couldn't have gotten out of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's weird. I, I've been listening to a lot of DMX recently, just like hoping for the best. And today we got the news that he yeah. he passed, and that was the first thing I thought of. Selfishly, obviously, right. Obviously, thinking of the family and all of that because they they've been going through just the worst pain a family mm-hmm. can go through. But selfishly, I was like, man, all I had to do is go to that show and I wouldn't have this feeling right yep. now. So as things open up. Oh, I think you're going to see a lot of people who, at least in the beginning, we'll see if it if it stays, but a lot of people are like, no, nah, man, I am not. You just got my time yeah. for the last year. Like, I, you had this whole time to devote to a business, even if you were also learning work-life balance during this last year. Yeah. You don't owe anyone anything. Yeah. Yes, you owe your employer the time you have said you would commit to that company. Yeah, you're contractually obligated to. Work hard, and I keep saying this, work hard, yes. Prove that you are a hard worker, but anything you do above and beyond is just... Yeah extra credit you're not normally getting credit for like it's just extra work you're doing for no reason and we were the king and queen of extra work Mm -hmm. and we don't have a job yeah and it goes back there's so much you could talk about about work-life balance but even i think we we lean on that a lot more i think we lean on that a lot to avoid also being critical of ourselves and saying just go do the thing Stop being lazy. Stop saying, oh, I'd just rather sit home and watch Netflix. Like, if you have the means to go to a show, if you can afford to go to the show, go to the show. Mm -hmm. If you can afford to take that trip and move your schedule around, take the trip. And I didn't really expect DMX's passing to make me go on a, a rant like this. No, it's true. But go to the show. Go to the concert, go to the DJ set, go to the bar with your friends mm-hmm. um, because you don't know when you won't have that opportunity again. Because I guarantee For many you, reasons, yeah. I guarantee you I said that night when I didn't go to the DMX show here in Seattle, next time he comes around or I'll go see him in New York or I'll see him if he's at a festival or something like that. I probably said that. Yep. Then the world shut down and then he died. Sucks. So go do the thing. Whatever that thing is, it doesn't have to be a show. Go to the pool party in Vegas. Can't wait. Go go, go do those things as the world opens back up. Obviously, do them in a, in a smart way. Oh. And obviously, I'm not saying to blow your entire budget and not feed your family if you can't do that. I mean, but go do, right. go do the thing. Go have fun because you deserve it. We all deserve it. Have you seen the TikTok video of the girl saying she really, like, she kind of wants kids but doesn't want kids? I posted it. I think so, yeah. She goes back and forth about, like, well, what if I raise a girl? Oh, how yeah, am I yeah. going to raise her in this world? But they didn't think it would be really cute. I kind of want a boy, but then how do I teach him, blah, 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 whatever. And also, I really just want to use that money for concert tickets. Yeah. And it's so true. You never know when you're going to have kids and they're going to take all your money and you can't go to a concert. Yeah. So go. <laughs> if you have the time, do it. If you have the funds, do it. Because you are going to regret not doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, the the first time I ever became starstruck was actually due to, This is how much I liked DMX, Carla Marie. I was working at my dad's jewelry store, which was in the... At the time, it was in an exchange on Route 4 and Paramus. Mm-hmm. It was the jewelry center. <laughs> and I was like 14... Between 14 and 16, I believe. And this guy walks up. And there used to be rappers and stuff that would come to the jewelry exchange. Patrick Ewing was there one time. It was crazy. 
Um, this guy walks up and he's looking at the watches, and that was kind of like where I would hang out because they were they were the easiest thing to sell. Mm-hmm. So he's looking at the watches, and I start talking to him. He's like, "Yeah, I'm looking for a watch for my girlfriend." Yada yada yada, and he had like a zip up hoodie, and he unzipped it because it was he was getting warm, obviously, from being inside. And he had this big Rough Riders shirt, T-shirt under it. And if you're not familiar, the the crew that DMX ran right. was the Rough Riders. They had the double R logo. And I was like, oh, that's a sick shirt. Like, I'm a huge Rough Riders fan. Like, where'd you get the shirt? And he was like, I am a Rough Rider. Get out like, of here. What? He's like, yeah, if you look at any of, like, DMX's albums, I'm credited on a lot of those songs as PK. They, they used to call me Platinum Kid because, like, the first 15 songs that I produced with DMX all became Platinum. Did you just give that guy a free watch? And I was like... <laughs> This producer who I had never heard of before, mm. but just the fact that he knew and worked with DMX, I was like starstruck. And yes, I gave him the best discount I could. <laughs> um, and he did buy a watch for his girlfriend. But then when I was working with Elvis, DMX, if you remember the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer DMX Yes. Song, he originally did that at Power. I think now if you search it, like Spotify has their own version that he mm. did for them. But he originally did that. With Power 105.1 back in the day. Yes. And I remember my friend Marnell Emeasy is what he goes by mm-hmm. on the air, posting a picture with DMX and like running through the hallways. And I saw him after DMX had left and I had no idea he was there. And the level oh. of sadness that came over me, like that's how big of a DMX fan that's I cool. was. Um, that happened to me with Bon Jovi at Q104. He was there. New York. He left and I was like... <gasps> Bon Jovi was here. Yeah. And I, that was at the time where I would never take pictures with people because there's this level of professionalism that you have to carry. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're not part of like the interview or something, you generally don't take pictures in a radio studio because like they're there to work, you're there to work, do your job. And I would have 100% <laughs> jumped on the opportunity to take that picture yeah. with DMX because he was like the guy for me growing up. I remember writing an article in sixth grade <laughs> about, it was like the student, paper that we all had to like contribute to and i made up this fake article about how i did a, a school survey and everyone liked dmx's album more than like britney spears or something stupid like that yeah lied about the whole thing you well, were the og fake news i was and it was because i was supposed to actually do the survey and i didn't so i just wrote the whole thing in one day yeah anthony <laughs> whatever it was sixth grade i think we everyone made it i need to find this article no i, I don't think it exists anywhere I but kill her with that but uh yeah, that was like, right. so that's why I'm like, not struggling, but no, mentally I'm, true. I keep thinking of all the reasons that I, I did like DMX. And at the time, I don't know, his music was, it was this weird, dark energy where he was like, kind of, he positioned himself as like the loner and the mm-hmm. outcast. And that was something that like, definitely resonated, resonated with me as a kid. Now, I have gone back and listened to, D- to DMX albums. I'm like, oh, man, I shouldn't have been listening to that. Or, man, I can't <laughs> believe he said that on an album. Yeah. Like, I don't believe in you don't that at all that. or yeah. say those words in that way at all. But it's still, you can't take the nostalgia away from no. an, a, a, an impressionable kid like that. No. So moral of the story, go, go to the show. Go do it. Go do the thing that you want to do. Well, now what am I going to do? What do you mean? Where am I going to go? I want to go somewhere. Go anywhere. Like, I literally, the Rage Against the Machine is the one that I'm thinking of. They're, they're restarting their tour at the end of the month, mm-hmm. um, which I won't be vaccinated by then, but um, I won't be vaccinated by the time they're in Seattle. When are they in Seattle? April 30th, I believe. Oh, uh, you get vaccinated on May 1st. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, guess what? I don't have a job. I can go see them anywhere, and yeah. I plan on it. I actually want to go see them in the, like, 
I think they're doing Kansas. shows in like South De- South Dakota, oh, Kansas, whatever. You don't need to be vaccinated to go to that one. No, you wait. Don't. Is do you have to be vaccinated? Like, is that a de- uh, a Rage Against the um, Machine rule? I don't know, but for me to go and have a good okay. time and not worry about anything or worry less. So all these people. Here's my question. Like, also Norwegian Cruise Lines just said you're going to be vaccinated to travel. Yeah. Which I'm like all here for. Let's go. Whatever. I have a question. Yeah. If you so if you don't get vaccinated, you're basically just going to continue living your life opposite of what you did the last year. Here's why: because if you don't want to get vaccinated, you were probably an anti-masker who didn't care who just went out in public. Yeah. But now you're not going to be allowed to. Well, the market is going to dictate who gets to go where. Um, this isn't the the government. I don't think any government has come through Mm-mm. and said uh, you have to be va- uh, vaccinated to do anything. You have some governments have said you have to be vaccinated to get into their country. Okay, which has been the standard for a long time. You need certain vaccinations mm-hmm. to go to Africa, to go to Asia. Taiwan. Ta- yeah. Um, but if a business, like if Norwegian Cruise Lines, mm-hmm. thinks that for them to be more profitable, it makes sense to have only vaccinated people on their cruise ships, private, yeah, they, they can, can do, do that. And then you can choose. You have the freedom then to choose to um, go and participate in whatever that business does, mm-hmm. whether it's a cruise or a concert or a supermarket or whatever, or a sports t- uh, team, or you can choose to not do that. But can't that, people just make fake vaccination cards? They could. They could. I also think that this is going to, I'm going to get slammed for this and I don't give a fuck. The people who are dumb enough to say they don't want the vaccine are dumb, are not smart enough to make a vaccine card. Well, there's that. I, I don't, I think there are people who are skeptical, um, about the vaccine, I I understand that if you think something is rushed to market, mm-hmm. no, absolutely. You know, just like I would never I, buying the first version of an electronic. Sometimes you get the shittiest version of that electronic because then they they build on that. So with that thinking, I understand. Mm-hmm. But so far, so we far, we we've been all right. So far, everyone that I've talked to, that's if I die from getting the vaccine, still get it, everybody. Okay, we go tomorrow. Yeah, get the first dose tomorrow. Chip gets put in tomorrow. <laughs> and then activated two weeks later. Yeah, yeah. No, three. Three weeks later? We're getting Pfizer. Oh, okay. So it's 21 days. God. Pfizer for him. I kind of just want the Johnson & Johnson. Give it to me once. Mm-hmm. And then Moderna's the one that uh, was backed by Dolly Parton. Didn't she give like a million dollars to the Moderna team to like work on the vaccine? The Moderna mob? Yeah. So Pfizer fam. Moderna mob. Johnson Johnson. Jaguars. <laughs> the Red Jaguars from Legends of the Hidden Temple. That's where going. What else you got, Carla Marie? Well, I was going to say goodbye. That's it? Yeah, I should shower. Um, I got to be out of here in 15 minutes. Oh, shit. So, again. Did my DMX rant take up everything that you I appreciated it. No, no, no. Okay. We're good. Well, thank you for listening. As always, it'd be really cool if you posted about this show as you're yes. listening, whether it's on Twitter, CM and Anthony. That link is in the description. On Instagram, we are Carla Marie and Anthony. Please, if you post, tag us so that we can see it. Mm -hmm. And the moral of today's podcast. Go do it. Go do the thing. And Monday morning, April 12th, on our Twitch stream, we are having Lily Cameron, the author of Simply Sustainable. She is the wild minimalist on Instagram. She's going to be on the show. So if you're like an environment, want to have zero waste lifestyle or as much as possible, eliminate plastic as much as you can. Come watch this interview and you can interact and ask her questions because she's super cool and it's going to be a good time. Yeah. Well, thank you again. Enjoy your weekend. Go do the thing.